Welcome to this week's Heathcliff. My name is Dave. This is the podcast where I describe and analyze the single-panel comic Heathcliff, uh, as drawn by Peter Gallagher and syndicated in uh, newspapers around the country, as well as online at gocomics.com. I do this for reasons I don't understand. Um, I don't have a central thesis here or any real idea of why I'm doing this. I just started doing it, and then I kept doing it. Um, And I'm going to do it today. Uh, Getting caught up on a backlog of comics, I I do these weekly, and I missed a couple weeks earlier this month. Um, So these are the comics for the week of November 19th, 2018. Uh, and let's just get right into it. So for Monday, November 19th, 2018, I will now describe the Heathcliff panel. Um, we're outside of Heathcliff's house on the street. Uh, we can see in the background the, uh, typical Heathcliff signifiers of the suburban, um, neighborhood he lives in. There's the homes in the background, in the back, receding into the distance. There's the shrubs, the white picket fence, a tree. Often two birds will be seen in it, but this time there are no birds in it. Uh, instead, by the fence and uh, in the left corner, top left corner of the panel. Uh, there's the home that Heathcliff lives in. It's a pink house. Um, and his owner, the female elderly owner, is leaning out of it, uh, the window. Over the fence, leaning to speak to her, one presumes, is uh, the person one would assume owns the house in the next lot, and she's also female. That woman's wearing a red uh, pantsuit top, white um, blouse under that. She has brown hair. Hands are on the uh, white picket fence. We can't see much else of her. Uh, The woman who owns Heathcliff, like I said, she's leaning out of the window, so we don't see her bottom half, but her top half is the usual usual purple, purple skirt suit that she's seen in, and then there's a sort of taupe top that she's wearing um, with a ruffled fringe as it reaches her neck. As always, she has uh, white hair. Her mouth is open, so she's descri- she's providing the panel's um, uh, caption, but we're not there yet because we have to describe what they are both looking at and presumably conversing about. In the street itself, and the street runs from lower panel left corner till to mid-panel right, so sort of, you know, receding into the distance in that direction. Coming down the street towards us, however, uh, is Heathcliff. Uh, his f- left fist is in the air, pumped in the air. He's His head is thrown back so that we can only see his open mouth, which is... Uh, looks like it's screaming or chanting something. In his right hand is a sign, and the sign says, Pie. And then um, behind him, 
are what appear to be hundreds of cats. All, all of them are yellow. Um, they're basically identical-looking cats. They're all yellow. They're all uh, in the same uh, posture as Heathcliff, a fist or two in the air, uh, yelling uh, out, and several of them are carrying signs that say, Pie. Um, like I said, Heathcliff's owner is providing the caption to the panel, speaking to the woman who is leaning over the fence from the lot next to hers. And she is saying, it's a cause he's passionate about. There's a fine line, I think, between, uh doing a bit and just repeating a joke. Um, and this, I mean, we've seen this set up before. We've seen, we've, I'm pretty sure to the word, seen this punchline before, um, which is fine. I mean, Garfield loves lasagna and hates Mondays and we all, realize that this is mined over and over and over for jokes, and we kind of find comfort in that almost, um, and comedy in the, repeti- in the repetition of it. Garfield um, being that into those things is kind of funny. Um, and this could work the same way, but like everything with Heathcliff, um, it's kind of kind of a fish that jumps out of your grasp, you know, like it's too slippery to hold. Uh, it's almost that, but not quite. And in a way that you can't quite wrap your hands around. Um, and I kind of appreciate that. Let's move on. So this is the Heathcliff panel for November 20th, 2018. Tuesday. We're in the city. Um, In the background, there are tall buildings. In the foreground, there are two shops sort of in the center. Neither of them are particularly important. They're just sort of like contextualizing where we are. Um, and they're acting, uh, sort of relatively like they, like they're the quarter in a picture. So you see relative sizes, if that makes sense, because, uh, next to these shops stamping down the street and, uh, breathing fire is an enormous robot. That is, we can see over two stories high, um, it's gray, it's got articulated joints, uh, it has red, angry eyes, and like I said, it's breathing fire. In front of it are four people running for their lives. Behind it is Heathcliff. He's holding some sort of uh, robot control device, I guess, or remote control, Um, and he's looking at it quizzically as he's, I assume, trying to get his robot under control. Behind Heathcliff, across the street from him, are the boy and elderly man he lives with who are observing 
this rather terrifying scene somewhat serenely without much emotion um, as this robot presumably is about to murder people. Uh, they're, they're, they're just sort of standing there staring. Um, the boy's mouth is open. I should mention one other uh, thing. The robot has the word gravy written across its chest. So there's that. Uh, the boy's mouth is open, and he's providing the caption to the panel. And he says, Something's gone wrong with his gravy robot. Quite so. Quite, quite so. What is a gravy robot? Is this something I'm just not aware of? Uh, why would you build a robot... For gravy purposes, gravy is one of the easier things for people to make. Um, and, and is the gravy robot's job just to bring gravy? Why does it need to be two stories high? And why can it breathe fire? I mean, I assume uh, heating things would be part of its job. So maybe it has some sort of internal oven. But y y you'd think... If nothing else, you just wouldn't want your gravy to catch fire, so you wouldn't let it get that hot. Um, why would it become evil and rampage? And what will happen next? Because now, I mean, this is, this is definitely an acceleration of what we've seen from Heathcliff before. Like, Heathcliff has historically uh, engaged in petty crime and um, intimidation, but this is something that even if he if he does have people who are powerful locally on the payroll, he's not going to be able to cover this up. Um, people are likely to die here. This robot is an arsonist. Buildings will burn. Uh, even if he brings it under control in the moments after this panel, you have at least four people visible who will be uh, eternally scarred by this event because they thought they were going to die. Uh, they are running like they are about to be killed. Indeed, it looks like they are about to be killed. So Heathcliff, after this, I mean, is it all over for him? Is he going? Is he going to jail? Uh, certainly, there 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 will be trials. There will be inquests. Someone will try to get to the bottom of this, right? Like, why did this happen? Who allowed this? Let's move on. Wednesday, November 21st, 2018. Well... We're outside of uh, Heathcliff's home. One thing I uh, find interesting about the setup is um, it is a, a setup that's very similar to the um, to Monday's panel, where the elderly woman was leaning out of her window and speaking to her neighbor, who's leaning over her fence. Um, and indeed, those two characters are here. Uh, we're slightly closer in on them, so we don't see the street 
We just see the front yard instead. But what's interesting here is um, in Monday's panel, we saw the uh, front of the house on the left side. So the elderly woman was leaning out to her right and speaking to the red-clad, brown-haired, bespectacled woman who lives in the home uh, to, to panel right. So she was leaning out, sorry, to her left, speaking to panel right. In this panel, she's leaning out of her home to her right, panel left, oh, and speaking over a white picket fence to a woman leaning in from the other side of the house, from, from the lot on the other side, and it's the same woman. This woman surrounds the house somehow. So that's weird. But whatever. She can own multiple houses, I guess. And if she wants to own multiple houses and they all happen to be surrounding Heathcliff's house, that's fine. Maybe she's, you know, some sort of uh, speculator. She's trying to pick up all the houses and then bulldoze them uh, and put in a mall or, or a movie theater or something. Maybe the neighborhood could use that. Um, and Heathcliff's family is the holdout. That could be. That could, that, that's a perfectly reasonable uh, 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 explanation to this. Whatever the explanation, though, um, what's going on in the foreground is what's actually happening in the panel. And that is Heathcliff is standing on the front stoop. He looks overjoyed. He's got his arms spread wide. His mouth is smiling and open. And approaching him are six cats. They're all orange like Heathcliff. They all have the same um, lines on their body as Heathcliff. They are basically Heathcliffs. There's one tall Heathcliff. He's got an anchor on a uh, tattoo on his arm, and he's wearing a green shirt. There's um, a uh, Heathcliff wearing um, a uh, prison Outfit, that's Pops Heathcliff. We know him from previous comics. He's Heathcliff's father, which is tragic. Um, but looks like he got out of jail and uh, came here quick enough without that he didn't uh, change his outfit. Behind Pops is um, just a, uh, a Heathcliff wearing a red shirt. Nothing too special about him. Then, like I said, there's the Heathcliff that's tall. He's got the anchor tattoo and a... Uh, a, a blue shirt. Maybe he's in the Navy. Um, we've got uh, a couple dock worker looker looking Heathcliffs. So uh, there's one, he's got a cigar and a gray, ca a, a gray um, uh, coat and then a, um, a sort of green uh, page newsboy hat. And then another who's got like a, a sort of a blue coat and blue like little hat the type that like you you'd see in uh what's that marlon brando movie about the docks um god uh, why am i having such a brain fart about that movie 
tell me Google on the waterfront. That's it. Uh, good movie, by the way. You definitely check that out. Um, so, uh, basically we got a bunch of toughs and then <laughs> bringing up the rear is a Heathcliff who's wearing a, a, a white, um, uh, collared shirt and tie. He's also smoking a cigar, but definitely like he's the, he's the squarest of the Heathcliffs. So they're all coming up the, the, um, the, the path to Heathcliff's house. Um, Heathcliff looks overjoyed to see them all, this, uh, motley crew as it were. And, um, uh, the, the elderly woman is speaking to her neighbor on, <laughs> from all sides of her home and is saying, is your family in town for the holidays? So this uh, is the panel from the day before Thanksgiving and all of Heathcliff's family has come in for Thanksgiving and Heathcliff being Heathcliff just assumes that uh, the elderly woman is going to be taking care of them. These uh, don't look like particularly the types of people you want to be hanging out in the suburbs. Um, there's a lot of sort of like social norms that are getting kind of shoved around here, but I suppose that does happen around Thanksgiving. Let's move on. So this is the panel for Thanksgiving itself, Thursday, November 22nd, 2018. Um, we're in uh, the, the dining room of uh, Heathcliff's home. Uh, there's a dining table, um, sort of skewed from center panel um, towards up panel, uh, right. Seated at it are the little boy who lives with Heathcliff. Um, and then four people we've never seen before <laughs> that I'm aware of. Um, but presumably they're relatives of the family. There's two other little kids, somewhat expressionless, um, uh, they're wearing, uh, the boy kid, it looks like he's got orange hair, yellow shirt, blue pants, yellow shoes. The girl kid has brown hair and some sort of green outfit, but she's seated, uh, with enough of a chair covering her that we can't really see what she's wearing. And next to her is the kid who lives with Heathcliff across the table from them are presumably the parents of these two mystery kids. One of them looks a little like Dilbert, and the other looks a little like Mary Worth. Worth. Mary Worth. You remember Mary Worth? I honestly don't. I just remember what she looks like. So uh, the, the table's set. Um, there's plates in front of everybody and glasses, and looks like Thanksgiving meal's about to begin. The... Uh, uh, elderly woman who lives with Heathcliff is in the process of putting a turkey on the table. Um, behind her, the elderly man who lives with Heathcliff is speaking. So he's providing the caption to the panel. Everybody's attention is on the down lower left of the panel. 
Um, that is where Heathcliff is seated. Heathcliff is wearing a helmet that says thanks on it. And like I said, the elderly man's uh, providing the caption, and he's saying, that's what it's all about. This is a pretty cynical comic. Um, and not in the sense of, like, uh, you know, brands cynically try to manipulate or, or whatever. This is, a, this is a comic that is firmly cynical about Thanksgiving and family and uh, the necessity of saying thanks, I think. Uh, this is my take on it anyway, because I'm sure there are any number of interpretations of <laughs> of the scene before us. Um, but uh, that would be what I sort of look at it and say, like, what, a fucking cat wearing a helmet that says thanks on it? I'm supposed to take something from that? That's as hollow as anything else that happens this time of year. And why do we got to kill all them turkeys anyway? And what's Dilbert doing here hanging out? I call shenanigans. Uh, you know, that's me. I'm, I'm a cynic. Um, I, I, I do. I'm, I, 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 I genuinely would be um, like concerned for anybody who took like the schmaltzy side of this and said, oh, Heathcliff believes in Thanksgiving. No, he doesn't. Also, where did all his relatives go? <laughs> we just saw them coming in yesterday. They all get kicked out or whatever. What's happened? All right. On to the next one. Comic for Friday, November 23rd, 2018. Still in the house. Um, Heathcliff is behind a table, um, which is low and set next to a wall that has a mouse hole in it. Out of the mouse hole are two, are sticking the heads of two mice. Heathcliff has uh, sort of the Zen Heathcliff expression of uh, detached um, relaxation. On the table in front of him are six bricks of Swiss cheese or wedges of Swiss cheese. There's also one balanced on his head. And the table itself uh, has the word sale written on it. One mouse is speaking to the other and providing the caption to the panel, and he's saying, Black Friday. I mean, would be for them in more ways than one if they took the bait, I suppose, which is, I suppose, the, the gag here. Um, Heathcliff has gone to a lot of effort to... Um, to lure these mice in this particular way. Sometimes Heathcliff really goes goes for it effort-wise. Sometimes he's the most lazy cat in the world. It's He's very inconsistent. I think that's a character uh, choice rather than inconsistent writing, but he's definitely a very consistently inconsistent animal. So, wrapping out that week, we've got the comic for Saturday, November 24th, 2018. 
We're in the city outside the gum store. Remember the gum store? It's a store that sells gum. I've uh, spoken before about the economics of such a store and the business model they must employ, and I still don't understand it. Um, but all right, you got yourself your gum store, dude. Good for you. Um, so the gum store is there. It's on a corner. It's got a pink awning, salmon-colored building, uh, uh, a sign that says gum on it. Standing in front of it is the shopkeeper. He's got a little red bow tie, white shirt, blue pants, yellow shoes, uh, red smock, and his hands are in his pocket. He's got a mustache, which seems like a bad thing for a gum merchant to have, uh, and he's bald. The um, neighbor of Heathcliff's, uh, the woman who has been just everywhere recently, is uh, standing next to him, and wearing a purple skirt suit, heels, and uh, carrying a blue bag. He is speaking. She is observing. What she's observing are three mice uh, floating away, born on bubbles that they are blowing. They're probably 30 feet in the air. And they're being pursued in their floating away by Heathcliff, who is behind them, but one, one assumes catching, ra- catching up rapidly, he is also blowing a bubble. So they're all floating away from the gum store. The woman is watching it. The man seeks to explain it by saying, <clears throat> he got rid of some mice for us. That does not explain it at all. Um, did Heathcliff just force these mice to chew gum so that then they floated away so that he could float after them? That's, I mean, that's a violent image, but it also asks the question, why wouldn't he just kill and eat them in the gum store where he had captured them because that is easier and also makes any amount of sense and his current behavior does not. (laughs) But that's what I got for you for this week. As always, uh, please do not rate or review this on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, whatever you use to download this. Uh, You have better things to do with your time than that. But if you did like it, uh, feel free to tell a friend. Or email me at yourpalgarbageape at gmail.com and let me know. Or let me know anything at all. I'd love to hear from you. I hope you have a great time until we next talk. Bye.